What are 20 important things you need to know about your nursing career right now? Let's talk all about it right here on episode 350 of The Nurse Keith Show. Hey there, this is Nurse Keith. This podcast is always about you, your personal and professional development, your career, and the healthcare system as a whole. And I'm here to share education, ideas, diatribes, and frequently informative interviews with some of the most inspiring people out there. But today you are here with just little old me, Nurse Keith. I love having you along for the ride, and I thank you from the bottom of my nurse podcaster's heart for being a part of the growing Nurse Keith Nation. And here's a very, very special request. If you find value in the podcast, please consider becoming a valued patron over at patreon.com forward slash Nurse Keith, creating more than 300 podcast episodes. Actually, gosh, we're heading towards 400 incurs a lot of costs and your support means a lot. So right now in 2021 into 2022, I'm asking 100 regular listeners to pledge $2 a month for a year. That's less than buying me a cup of coffee every month. And you can rest assured the show contains no caffeine, sugar, or empty calories, just a lot of audio awesomeness for you. Sign up at ptreon.com forward slash Nurse Keith, just like Edward from the Bay Area, Mary from Virginia, Marie from Tennessee, and Jocelyn from New York. I thank you all. Head over to Patreon, sign up, and show your support for the Nurse Keith Show. And if you or anyone you know needs holistic career coaching, send them to nursekeith.com. And if you'd like to explore what we could talk about and what we could work on together, email me at keith at nursekeith.com to schedule a complimentary chat. And if you mention the show, you can get 10% off your first coaching package. And if you mention 20 things you need to know about your nursing career right now, guess what? I will give you 20% off your first coaching package. The show notes for this episode with the list of those 20 things will be over at nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 350. So folks, yes, this is just me, Nurse Keith, on the mic with you. And I wanted to just talk about 20 things that I happen to know are important for you to know and to think about in terms of your nursing career and your life right now in this very moment. So number one is being a nurse matters. Yes, being a nurse matters. Nurses are important. Like I've said before, we are the lifeblood and the connective tissue, if you will, of the healthcare system around the United States and around the world. There are many, many of us and the healthcare system would grind to a halt without us, wouldn't it? From nurses' aides to LPNs to RNs to nurse practitioners, bachelor's prepared nurses, master's prepared nurses, nurses with PhDs and DNPs and you name it, nurses matter. And during the epidemic, well, the pandemic of COVID-19, the coronavirus, we have mattered more than ever. So whether you work in public health, home health, hospice, school nursing, wherever you happen to be, being a nurse matters and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Number two, this is an important one. You deserve to be treated with respect. Yes, that's you. You, the nurse, deserves to be treated with respect by patients, by members of the community, and especially by your colleagues and administrators and managers 
and all the other people involved at your workplace or in the work that you do out there in the world. Respect, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, you deserve it. And many nurses don't always get it, do they? So you deserve respect and you deserve to demand to be treated with respect. How do you do that? Well, you need to make sure that when people speak to you in a way or um, behave in a way that is unprofessional with you or treat you poorly, you need to learn how to speak up for yourself, how to be assertive, and how to tell those people exactly what you think with compassion, with kindness, but with assertive directness. You deserve to be treated with respect. And again, don't let anyone convince you otherwise. Number three, you get to decide what being a nurse is. Everyone brings to nursing what it is they bring. And whether you are, like I said, a school nurse, a researcher, a doctor of nursing practice, a nurse's aide, a licensed practical nurse, you get to decide what being a nurse means to you. For you, it might be a means to an end, a paycheck, raising your family, feeding your children, paying your mortgage. It could be a mission. You might be out there doing street nursing. You might be out there with Doctors Without Borders. You could be out there doing so many different kinds of nursing or medicine or healthcare delivery or entrepreneurship. And you get to decide what being a nurse means. You know, I spend most of my time being a nurse here in my office at home. Yes, I go out and I do vaccines and COVID testing and whatnot. That's something I've been doing throughout this year, especially 2021. However, I still think of myself as a nurse, even when I am working at home and I am not out there working as a clinician. It is really up to you what being a nurse means. So you get to define it. You get to decide what being a nurse means to you, and you get to create your own career and life trajectory. Number four, this is really important, folks. Being a nurse doesn't need to look like martyrdom. No, you don't need to be a slave to your work. You don't need to acquiesce to poor treatment, overwork, understaffing, and saying yes, even when you want to say no. These are not necessary. I know they sometimes feel necessary, and you might be yelling at the phone or the computer right now saying, but Keith, I need to make money. And even though we're understaffed, I need to say yes because I'd be letting my other colleagues and my patients down. And what I say to you is that you cannot sacrifice yourself and your health and your well-being and your spiritual wellness and your psychological wellness on the yoke of work. Many, many nurses do. I've written about and podcasted about something I call nurse martyr syndrome. There are many of you out there. Many of us come from dysfunctional families. Many nurses come from histories of families with you know, alcohol and abuse and all sorts of different things. And yes, we are often the caregiver types, aren't we? So of course, yeah, we want to do everything for everyone, make everything better for everyone. And you know, sometimes we just can't. Sometimes we have to look out for number one. So being a nurse doesn't need to look like martyrdom, period. 
And if you need help figuring out how to not be a martyr because you've been playing that role, email me and we need to talk. Number five, taking care of yourself and your own needs has to be paramount, doesn't it? You have to take care of yourself. You know, there are those age-old tropes and cliches about you have to put on your oxygen first before you put on the oxygen of the person next to you on the plane. Yes, that's true. And those are apt cliches because they're accurate. You need to take care of yourself because you can't be everything to everyone. You can't take care of everyone ignoring your own needs. And this connects with number four, not being a nurse martyr. You also can't be a nurse martyr at home. This goes for your personal life and your professional life. So taking care of yourself and your own needs has to be crucial. It has to be at the very top of your priority list or something is wrong. So I want you to take this under advisement. There are lots of different mechanisms and apps and um, wellness programs and techniques and strategies out there that you can employ to take care of yourself. I know nurses out there who work with other nurses and healthcare providers who need help doing such a thing. So that self-care is so important. And if you're not prioritizing it, what can you do to turn that around? Number six, this is a little more brass tacks kind of career coaching stuff. You need an updated resume on file in your computer at all times. Even if you're happy and settled and comfortable in your current job, you know what? Sometimes opportunities knock and you need to be ready. Sometimes, let's say a hospital can get taken over by another hospital and your job is eliminated, even though you're super happy. Sometimes you might find that the job you've been super happy at all this time has suddenly changed because there's a new boss or a new CEO and all of a sudden the culture has changed and you need to get out. And the other reason you need an updated resume is because you might just run into someone who wants to see your resume because some amazing opportunity is around the corner and I don't want you staying up till three in the morning trying to figure out how to get your resume up to date or writing one because you haven't had one in a long time or calling me and saying, I need my resume done by tomorrow morning at six. No, you need to update it every year. Try doing it, let's say, around your birthday every year. Just have that crucial document. And you know what? It also is important because let's say you want to speak at a conference. You suddenly have this opportunity, but they want your resume. Or let's say you want to run for a position on the board of directors of a local nonprofit. They're going to want your resume. So lots of different reasons come up why a resume is important. You need an updated one. And if you need help with one, you know you can turn to me for assistance. Number seven, I want you to think about and consider what your career mission may be. What is the mission behind your nursing career? Like I said earlier, maybe it's putting food on the table and, and feeding your kids and putting them through school. But Maybe you have another mission. Maybe it's to be of service. Maybe you want to contribute to the community, or maybe you're heading towards getting your PhD and you really want to write. You want to advance the body of knowledge within the specialty, 
or for the profession as a whole, or maybe you have a bigger, bigger vision of what nursing could be for you. So I want you to think about what that career mission might be. And we can always have a chat if you want to talk about how to formulate a career vision, because many of us have them, many of us don't. And I believe having a mission is a very important thing to be a guiding principle, to be your North Star throughout the course of your career, even as that mission changes, as you change and your life changes. So related to number seven is number eight, which is also consider what your personal mission may be in this life. A lot of us have ideas about why we've been placed on this planet. Some of us feel that we just randomly ended up here and when we die, we'll be gone. Others of us feel that we've been passing through life after life, for instance, and there's something we need to accomplish while we're here, burning off karma, whatever it happens to be. What is it you're here to do to accomplish in this life? And are there goals you've set for yourself or are there things you'd like to accomplish that you feel are important to fulfilling that mission? Now, it doesn't have to be a big, high and mighty spiritual mission. It could be something quite down to earth, like raising a wonderful family and being a great citizen. But think about what is your mission here? Why are you here? And what is it that you would like to look back on when you are in your older years and you'd like to say, huh, did I accomplish, did I fulfill the mission, the notion of why I'm on this planet and did I create the life and the career and the trajectory of my personal development and spiritual and psychological and mental development that I always dreamed of. Think about that. Now, number nine, aside from your personal mission of number eight, number nine is the notion that your personal life, just everything outside of the workplace is so very important and you're in charge of making sure it remains a central focus. I mentioned earlier raising children. Maybe that is a huge part of your personal life. You might have five or six kids. You might have one child. You might be in the midst of planning a family and you haven't had children yet. Maybe you have elderly parents or a disabled spouse or disabled sibling or someone you care for. Whatever it is in your personal life, whether you're an artist on the side or you're a poet or you're a mountain climber or a traveler, whatever it happens to be, anything you do outside of work matters. It's important and it makes you who you are. It really makes up the fabric that weaves together the person who you truly represent and who you are on this planet, in this life, at this very moment. I want you to look at your personal life and consider how important it truly is, what is important to you, and how you want to go about living that life. Because going back to nurse martyrdom, you don't want to let your job and your career and your work overtake the importance of who you truly are and who you would want to be or who you want to be in this life. Now, number 10 Keep your finger on the pulse of your short, midterm, and long-term plans and goals, both personal and professional. Consider always that you're going to be making choices that are going to either move you forward 
keep you stagnant or move you backwards from or towards the direction of your overarching life and career goals. This is, again, super, super helpful in terms of fulfilling, well, identifying and then fulfilling your life's mission and your career mission, whatever they happen to be. So if you can consider these things and you can think about, huh, how do I make sure that these things actually remain front and center for me? Well, I help people with that. There are lots of other coaches and counselors and therapists and others and workshop leaders who can help you with that in terms of making sure your goals and what you want, that you don't lose sight of them and that you put them to the side just because you are busy doing other things like trying to make a living and feed your family. Keep your eyes on the prize of what your long-term, mid-term, and short-term goals are. Now, when we come back from the break, we are going to go through the second group of 10 things I think you need to know about your nursing career. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back for the second half of episode 350 of The Nurse Keith Show. So now we're going to take a pause for the cause for just a moment. Please consider becoming a patron of The Nurse Keith Show, just like other awesome listeners who value the show so much that they want to give just a little bit each month to support the work we're doing here. When you pledge, you not only get the satisfaction of helping produce and support The Nurse Keith Show, you also get some pretty cool premiums and gifts from yours truly. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash Nurse Keith to read all about it. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Nurse Keith. And if you know someone who could benefit from career coaching with me, please consider referring them. And if they become a paying client, you'll receive credit for an hour of coaching with me. And there's no expiration date on that credit, so you can keep it in your back pocket until you need it most. And remember that you can refer as many people as you like and continue to earn those coaching credits. What an incredible deal. And please head over to nursekeith.com and sign up for my newsletter, which comes out regularly and brings you supportive messages, updates from my blog and my podcast, resources, and all sorts of other stuff. Remember, nursekeith.com, sign up for that newsletter, and you'll also get a free download from me as my gift to you. Anyway, those are my sincere asks today. So now, Let's dig back into today's topic without further ado. And we're back. Welcome back to the second half of the episode. Remember, the show notes will be at nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 350-350. Now, just before the break, we went up through number 10 of the 20 things you need to know about your nursing career in this moment right now. So number 11, this is a real kind of you know, down and dirty career thing is that networking matters. This includes social media, joining and being involved in professional organizations, keeping in touch with your previous colleagues, making connections with colleagues in your current workplace, connecting with people in other disciplines, the people you collaborate with and the people you meet along the way. Networking matters. And if you've worked with me before, 
you know that I'm a big fan of networking. And if you've read my writing or listened to this podcast before, you know that I feel like networking is just so crucial to you having the life and career that you truly want. And I could talk about networking for hours, and I have, and I probably will again. So remember, networking is important. If you need help figuring out how to do it, talk to me and we can have a conversation about some strategies for networking well. And number 12, speaking of networking, LinkedIn is super important. I am an evangelist for LinkedIn, unabashed evangelist, even though it's a very imperfect platform. And even though I get super annoyed with it and with Microsoft, who bought it a number of years ago, but having a complete LinkedIn profile is so very important for a lot of reasons, including building that network I was just talking about on number 11, being visible to recruiters and colleagues, putting a stake in the ground out there on the interwebs, and even making sure that you are out there so that even those people with whom you are yet to be acquainted can find you and you can find them. Number 13, I mentioned professional organizations a few moments ago when I talked about networking, and I want to say that it is very important in my mind to be an active member of a professional organization of interest. Of course, there's the American Nurses Association, which far too few nurses actually belong to in the um, in the scope of things. But, you know, you don't have to join the ANA if you don't want to, but I implore you to consider joining your state nursing organization, which is often by default puts you as a member of the American Nurses Association as well. But there are also specialty organizations like the American Association of Ambulatory Care Nurses or the Critical Care Nurses or the nurses who are um, stewards of the environment, the ANHE. There's so many nursing organizations out there. Some are hyper, hyper specialized and focused, and it can be really a fascinating and wonderful journey to be a member of an organization. And I I encourage you to join a board of advisors or board of directors or take part in committees in your organizations and create alliances with other members. It's a great icebreaker when you both belong to the same organization or you have been helping on the same committee. Currently, I sit on the board of the New Mexico Nurses Association, and I'm also on the advisory board of the National Nurses and Business Association. And those have been great experiences. And I encourage you to be a member and also be an active member and join organizations that mean something to you. Number 14, Advancing your knowledge is important. It matters. And when I say advancing your knowledge, yes, you can pursue a degree, a certification. You can take CEU courses, whether you need to or not. You can attend conferences, which is also great for networking. It's also a great way to figure out what organizations really mean something to you and are calling your name. You can also read articles on PubMed, on different nursing websites and nursing journals. You can watch videos. There's plenty of videos out there for you to to consume. Listening to podcasts like this one and so many other nursing and medical podcasts. It's really a big world out there and accumulating knowledge is a great, great thing. And I recommend 
even if it's not accumulating clinical knowledge, which I actually don't engage in a great deal right now, you can, let's say, accumulate knowledge related to psychology, human behavior, human development, anthropology, sociology, politics. Look at the things that interest you and advance your knowledge because one, it's fun. And one, it makes you a more well-rounded nurse and clinician. So think about how you can expand the scope of what you think about, what you see, the philosophies you believe in, the things that light you up. And think about how can I broaden my mind, broaden my perspective, and see things through other lenses. Advancing your knowledge, gosh, I love learning. I don't really like going to school, but I love to learn. Right now I'm studying astrology because my partner, Shada McKenzie, is an astrologer and I'm learning about that so she and I can talk about her work more and she's even offering readings to my clients. So there's plenty, plenty of things to learn. And speaking of learning all different sorts of things, number 15 builds on number 14, advancing your knowledge. And I like to talk about the nurse polymath. A polymath is a person who knows a fair amount about a lot of things. I consider a polymath a person who, they're not a dabbler, so to speak. They're more, they're just a person who enjoys learning, likes to know a lot about a lot of different things, and they they just have a very curious mind. I have a curious mind. Like I said, I'm studying astrology. I study psychology. I study all sorts of things. And I find it to be very enervating, very exciting to always be learning something new and expanding the ways in which I look at the world and look at my place in it. So if you can be a nurse polymath, go for it. It is really a wonderful way to play and learn and just make your way through life in the world by polymathism and through the learning and accumulating of knowledge of all kinds, just for the enjoyment of it and the growth involved. So 16, like I mentioned, you can pursue a degree or certification if you want. And one thing I'll say is that in terms of pursuing another degree, do your due diligence so that you make a wise choice. So many people have come to me saying, you know, I got this master's in nursing in whatever, whatever. And, you know, I just, I don't know why I did it, but I spent $35,000 on this master's degree and now I don't know what to do with it. And I wish I'd never done it. Or I became a family nurse practitioner, but I don't really want to be an FNP. I want to go back to being a registered nurse. So what I recommend is, you know, I'm a great proponent of education if you do it for the right reasons. Do not go back to school because people say you should. Go to school because you know it's the right thing to do. So interview people. Ask for informational interviews who have the degree that you're thinking about and ask them, well, what was that like? And what are you doing with that degree now? Interview people who do the thing you're interested in and find out from them what they wish they'd known before they embarked on that particular journey. Do your research because going back to school is an enormous investment of resources and time and energy and money, and you want to do it for the right reasons and choose the right path. So do your due diligence if you're going to go back to school. Number 17, you need allies, 
mentors, and supporters. This does have tangentially to do with networking because the more you network and the more people in your network, the more people you'll have to lean on as allies, mentors, teachers, and supporters. So this is actually related to networking, but it's much bigger than that. You need people out there who can be your cheerleader, people who can hold your hand when you need it held, people who can teach you, challenge you, support you, argue with you, listen to you, agree with you. You need allies, mentors, teachers, and supporters. Who are four of your allies you can think of right now? They don't have to be colleagues. They can be family members. It can be a neighbor. It can be a friend. It can be a colleague. Write down right now four people who are your allies. It can even be someone you don't know, but who you look to as a mentor. So who are those four people? Who do you want to emulate? Who do you want to model your life after or your career after? Think about that. Think about who those people are. And if there's people who you would like to meet because you think they really could be your allies or mentors or supporters, write those down too. And if you want some advice for how to reach out to them and say, hey, I'd really like to have a conversation with you. I love what you do and would really like to learn more. Email me at keithandnursekeith.com. Tell me one of those people and I will give you a little bit of advice on how to do that outreach. Okay. No, number 18. You have permission to be the nurse you've always wanted to be. At the very beginning, in number one, I say that being a nurse matters. Well, you have permission to be the nurse you've always wanted to be. No one can tell you what a nurse is. Only you can define it for yourself. So I'm giving you permission to be that nurse. That might be a nurse who works at home, who has their own business. It could be anything. It could be a nurse who doesn't work at all. Think about that. Think about what do you need to really feel that you have permission to be the nurse and healthcare professional who you want to be or have always wanted to be or who you're working towards becoming. And if you can give yourself permission to do that, that is one giant step in the right direction. Now, number 19, nursing is a career, yes, and I am a career coach. However, I will also say that nursing is a journey. It is a journey that is personal, emotional, psychological and mental, and spiritual. And just like I spoke a little bit earlier about your mission in life, your career mission, etc., that has to do with this aspect that I wanted to speak about for a moment. This journey you're on as a nurse, yes, it puts food on the table. Yes, it brings home the bacon, et cetera, et cetera. However, there's a lot more to it than that for many of us. And if we can figure out what that spiritual, mental, emotional, psychological, personal journey is, all the better, because that's when meaning is made clear. And that's when we can connect with that meaning, when we can decide who we are, why we're here, what we're doing, why we're doing it, and what it is we're working towards in this life and in this work, that is where the rubber hits the road, my friends. So think about what it would mean to truly know that your nursing journey 
is so multifaceted and multidimensional. How would that feel? Or if you already know how multifaceted and multidimensional it is, how would you actually put that into practice even more in the next months to come? Now, number 20, this is our final of the 20 things I feel you need to know about your nursing career right now. Remember how we said number one was that being a nurse matters well? Number 20 is that beyond being a nurse, you matter. You as an individual, as a human being, a mother, a father, a brother, a spouse, whatever it is, whatever roles you fulfill in this life beyond being a nurse, you matter. And that mission I mentioned earlier, that matters. That mind of yours, that heart, that spirit of yours that speaks through you, that reason for being that really makes you feel that you're alive, that you're bringing something important to the table. Well, you matter. And what you do on this world, in this world, on this planet, in this moment, and tomorrow, and the next day, and the next day, it matters. You can never allow anyone out there to tell you that you don't matter because you do. And I, Keith Carlson, Nurse Keith, give you permission to recognize and to say out loud that I matter. And if you want to say that out loud with me right now, you can say it. I matter. What I think matters. What I do matters. My being on this earth at this time matters. And I want to live the life that I want to live because that is the life I choose. And that is how I want to fulfill whatever my mission or destiny happens to be. Well, there you have it. Those are the 20 things I think you need to know about your nursing career right now. And I know I was waxing a little spiritual and esoteric there, but these things are important. And in the midst of this COVID-19 pandemic, and we're now in the second year of it, you know, there's a lot of existential questions we need to ask ourselves. And I just wanted to get you thinking and get you feeling into a lot of these questions that I feel are so important right now. We need perspective and we need to feel that what we do and who we are matters. And I want you to walk away from that. And if you want to see this list of 20 things, the show notes are at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 350. And remember, if you need personalized holistic career coaching, you can get a 10% discount for mentioning this show anytime. But if you mention the 20 things you need to know about your nursing career, I will give you 20% off your first coaching package. So email me at keith at nursekeith.com and let me know what you're thinking about and that you want to have a chat. The Nurse Keith Show is a proud member of the Health Podcast Network at healthpodcastnetwork.com. The Nurse Keith Show is adroitly produced by Rob Johnston of 520R Podcasting and Mark Cappy-Speason is our stalwart social media ringmaster. I'm always grateful to both Rob and Mark for keeping the wheels turning in the right direction. Be well, dig deep, seek joy, keep in touch. This is Nurse Keith Singh. Adios till next time from beautiful Santa Fe, New Mexico. Catch you on the flip side. 